Good morning. Good morning, our live audience, Venerable Chuksan-nim, and all other Kyomu-nims, and our self-retreatant, Sarah and Joseph. And good morning, everyone who is joining from home. My name is, Dharma name is Hyun-in, which means profound wisdom. But I usually go by ginger, which is spice, ginger. This morning, I'd like to use this time to introduce myself to you. Also, I'd like to reflect on my ordained life of how it has been. It's now been 15 years for me to live as a Kyomunim. Kyomunim is, is the Korean word for a one Buddhist priest. You can call any one Buddhist priest Kyomunim. For example, you can call me Ginger Kyomunim instead of Reverend Ginger. Here in the One Dharma Center, there are altogether 12 Kyomunims you can address this way. Although the word Kyomunim is usually used as a title for one Buddhist priest, the literal meaning of Kyomunim is a person who dedicates their life wholeheartedly to teach Dharma to people in the world. So what has my ordained devotee's life been like so far? What have I learned from my Kyomunim life, which has its main focus on spiritual values rather than pursuing materialism? To start off, let me share how I was drawn to the one Buddhist tradition. As a child, somehow I knew that there was something beyond my physical body and thinking mind. My spiritual quest began with this knowing. I questioned, what is a meaningful life? And what is beyond this physical world? These questions guided me to discover ways to become a person with an open spirit. Although I was born into a one Buddhist family, I found a spiritual home in one Buddhism only after I got into college. It was my brother who excited my curiosity about the spiritual life. To my eyes, he was transformed into a different person after he attended a meditation retreat. I was eager to find out what made him change his view on life and put a meditation practice up front before any other items on his life's agenda. One day, I joined my brother and attended a meditation program in the one Buddhist temple where my family were members. The atmosphere in the Dharma hall was quite encouraging and surprisingly different from how I had perceived it from my childhood. Everything was just fantastic. I liked the smell of incense and the sound of the moktak and gong. The golden circle, Ilwansang, in the altar caught my eyes too. 
I liked the fact that truth can be depicted as simply as the shape of a circle. Moreover, I was fascinated by being around like-minded young people like Sarah and Joseph. I mean, Sophie and Joseph. Sorry, Sophie. Did I say Sarah? Sorry, I meant Sophie. Like-minded young people. And I soon started attending meditation programs and eventually dedicated myself to temple activities. Within a year or so, I thought to myself, I could take this path as my lifetime vocation. My temple life officially began in 2000 with my novice training at two different temples for two years, one in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the other in Swaziland, Africa. From there, I found some sort of natural connection with monastic life. To my surprise, temple life was already familiar to me, even though I've never had that experience before. I was easily able to mingle into the works of the kitchen administration, and I felt comfortable supporting meditation services. Also, it was a time when I thought a lot about and appreciated moments of which I was unaware before. I realized that my existence was made possible because of the relationships between me and all beings in the world. It was exciting as I was figuring out one important puzzle in understanding life in a broader sense. This self-awareness of appreciation began while I was doing the dishes, and it stretched to the other areas in which I worked as a novice. Placing myself in an unrecognized and yet tough position boosted my sense of gratitude toward the world in general. I thought about random people out there somewhere who would be doing similar work that I was doing. Especially while I was doing the dishes every Sunday after a community meal, I thought a lot about my mom and how thankful I was for her unreserved support for my family, which I had taken for granted for so long. I spent altogether five years in seminary training at Yongsan University in Korea and at the One Institute of Graduate Studies in Philadelphia. During those years, I was introduced to very contrasting experiences. My first two years at Yongsan University was just like living in heaven. My spiritual honeymoon phase bloomed right there. My mind was just pure and bright, and my spirit was most refreshed. It was a time when I happily immersed myself in learning Master Sutesan's teachings. In contrast, my time in graduate school was a continuum of confusion and doubt. I realized that I had seldom asked the why questions to seemingly incomprehensible matters, such as, 
the principle of cause and effect, or the theory of multiple lifetimes. And I naively thought that by simply echoing the teachings in the one Buddhist, one Buddhist scriptures, I could persuade Western minds to believe in what I learned as truth. Clearly, I was lacking in critical thinking, and it led me to be challenged by the people outside of the one Buddhist circle. As time went by, I became more and more frustrated and exhausted. And then one day, I found myself complaining about everything. I went through the darkest phase of my ordained life during that time. Nonetheless, my ordained life went on with great support from my teachers, family, and my friends. I graduated from the One Institute of Graduate Studies and went back to Korea. From there, I began my Kyomunim life whereas most of my classmates remained in the States. Reverend Ji Eun, Ji Eun Kyomunim right here, was one of them, and up until now, she has been my dearest Dharma comrade, Dharma friend. Back to my story. I felt lucky that I was able to, able to stay close to my family and teachers. Those times in Korea provided me with the chance to check out my practice in terms of what was working well and what was not. In Korea, I served at two one Buddhist temples. It was a wild time. It was really tough. In a difficult way, I learned a simple truth. Each temple has its own code to follow. Moreover, my temple life as a junior Kyomunim gave me a totally different perspective on how I thought about myself, about myself. I thought I was a very nice person with a very nice skill set. But it turned out I was not the person I thought I was. I may have had some skill set, and yet I was immature in harmonizing with those I worked with. When my buttons were pushed, it was tough to handle them. Many times, the level of a person's dharma power reveals itself in challenging moments. Those moments guided me to where my practice should go. At least, I did not stop my Kyomunim journey and kept on moving forward. And 10 years ago, I decided to come back to the States and give it a try to challenge myself once again. Until then, I had carried a sense of defeat in my mind because of the hurtful memories from my graduate school. But I came back to the state this western soil, and North Carolina Temple, my previous temple, was a perfect place for me to revisit my past. With many good-hearted people there, bit by bit, I learned again how to think critically. 
I learned about one Buddhist scriptures from an American perspective as much as I could. Although I put in great effort to fully open up to the viewpoints of the local temple members, I had to admit that there were fundamental differences between my Eastern mind and the Western mind when it comes to reading the One Buddhist teachings. And yet, it was a positive challenge and helped me grow out of my limitations. From my experiences in the North Carolina temple, my hope is that I have become a bridge to connect the essence of the teachings to fit well with the perspectives of Western minds. I think some one Buddhist teachings need to be more skillfully presented to people living in a Western culture. But no matter how well my mind fits into Western perspectives, Dharma will remain as a mere concept unless it breathes through my daily life. My ongoing mission is to make Dharma to be alive in my everyday life. In that very sense, the life of Kyumun Min is tough because it means to show the Dharma by living it as an example. Understanding and delivering Dharma, the teachings are one thing. To be influential through Dharma is another. In that sense, my ordained life has been a process of transforming written dharma into a living, practical one through how I manage my life. No matter where you live and what you do, making good relationships with those around you is of, is of importance and yet difficult. Through my service in three different temples, I learned a few things when it comes to making good relationships. One, being kind and reasonable at the same time is key to creating a good affinity among people. Two, making wholesome affinities with as many people as possible is a wise person's agenda. Three, if possible at all, prioritize a wholesome relationship with the people with whom you work. And lastly, saying goodbye wholesomely is as important as saying hello wholesomely. So what is necessary in order to put these teachings into practice? I think it is gratitude practice, and mind practice, along with reflecting on my true nature. While I work in the One Dharma Center, my hope, I hope to hear more about this practice in One Buddhism and how it is practiced based on our true nature. Oftentimes, I think of what my father told me at the beginning of my journey. He said, You will be introduced to the world of jealousy, just like being anywhere else in the world. Do not seek, do not seek for anything holy. 
And yet he continued, a monastic life is still unique because you learned how to melt the sense of self. I think what he said was right. At some point in my Kyomunim journey, I started to learn how to reflect on my true nature and to place mind practice as a priority value. In the meantime, I think I stepped closer to melting my ego little by little. This one Dharma Center has become the fourth place I've worked. Each time I move from one place to another, I refresh my initial aspirations about why I am taking this path. My ultimate goal is to attain freedom by developing, developing my spirituality. But more than that, I hope to enjoy myself in everyday life, and I look forward to getting to know all of you. Thank you for listening to my story, and happy Mother's Day. Oh.